Hello guys and welcome back to Mummy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection episode 13. What a week. There's been radio interviews, there's been a lot of chat about the book, loads of reviews coming in already. Please put them on Amazon if you've written to me personally, I'd really appreciate that. It's all about the algorithm apparently. Um, But no, I'm just feeling so delighted. Someone wrote to me today and said they work in mental health and my book's going to help them. Insane. Um, But really, really delighted and delighted to be back chatting about all things lifestyle and mental health today. I'm going to introduce you to an absolute powerhouse of a woman. She's challenged me a lot this year. She's not afraid of a scary conversation. Um, She's very, very well read. She's been in the industry for over 20 years helping people to as MJ would say, gonna make a change. Um, She wants to work with people that want to make a change, be that entrepreneurs, people that want to go out and do good for the world because there's a lot of crap in the world. Someone said to me today, Joe, I wish I'd read your book 20 years ago um, because what you say about wasps is so true. And when people said nasty things, I wish I just thought, oh, it's just a wasp buzzing in my ear. Welcome, welcome back guys. Please keep rating us and great to have you here. Let's get ready for some straight talking and we're going to try and blow your little mind. On FM, on digital radio, on your phone and on your smart speaker. This is Fourth One. An Edinburgh mum says we need to change the way we think about mental health after seeing her father battle with depression. When he was diagnosed with extreme depression, a lot of people would say things like, pull yourself together, you've got an amazing family and an amazing life. I took it personally for a while because I was the apple of my dad's eye and he's pushing us all the way um, to try and partly protect us and, and also because he just felt so low. Jojo Fraser is an author and blogger and has written a new book about facing up to the reality of mental health. In it, she writes about the struggles her family faced and his journey to recovery. We all have these thoughts and and it's normal to have thoughts that perhaps scare us at times. We don't really know what to do with the thoughts and it's knowing we don't always have to act on those thoughts. Support is key, starting the conversation. I am so delighted to welcome Emma from Fourth Coaching here today. She is a powerhouse. If you are lacking self-belief, if you want to be a gold digger, that's gold, not gold, um, yeah, she's your girl to chat to. She challenges me in ways, she gets me thinking, she has intuition, I don't know what she does, but yeah, she's a, she's a talent and she wants to make a difference and she wants to help people make a difference and I find that so inspiring so thank you Emma I know we're gonna have loads of great chat today and hopefully well I'm sure not hopefully I'm sure loads of inspiration for people and things for them to think about so thank you are we on we are on welcome welcome thank you so nice to have you in my house yes thank you for having me you and let's talk first about how we met so it was on good old insta stories mm-hmm. so i don't know why you were drawn to was it my singing or it was everything and <laughs> <laughs> um, it was your mission i guess around well-being and mental health it was your energy and um, that you put out there on insta stories i just really liked your authenticity and um, your no kind of no no holes barred is that the expression just yeah. put yourself out there i really liked it really resonated with me 
And around about that time, I'd read a book by uh, an inspiring coach that I, I don't know, but he's quite an inspiration. And um, he was just like, you know, think about who you'd like to coach and just go for it. So um, that week, I just got in touch with five people I found inspiring that I really wanted to work with. And I put it to them. And then we met in the granary. We had that really good, deep conversation. Oh, my days. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's... So what got the message and stuff, and I was like, oh, definitely, let, let's catch up. And um, I was kind of blown away when we first met. I don't, you gave me a lot to think about. I mean, we were just meeting for a coffee to see how we could collaborate and what, what we could come up with. And, and then I was like, oh, no, she's really challenged me about so many things already. And you're like, so let's meet again. And I was about like, right, okay, I'm to process all this. What we're going to mm-hmm. talk about? And mm-hmm. I think the first time we met, because something about you, and we'll go into your passion and your background, but you have this belief that people need to feel heard. We Not enough of us have a voice. Mm. And that's a big thing for you, mm. right? Yeah, that's a huge thing. And uh, it's not even the voice. Well, yeah, it is the voice. But it's this, yeah, this idea of being heard. And through my coaching, and like often I coach people weekly or fortnightly, and I always say like that just that space an objective space to be heard and this actual just to be heard in life is a powerful powerful thing so to be heard by somebody else and then but also to hear yourself Mm -hmm. it's you know sometimes we go through life never being heard yeah yeah i I said to you this feels very Mm self-indulgent chatting this Mm -hmm. much it was but yeah and then it really challenged me about how we hear other people Mm -hmm. especially those closest to us so when Hubs gets back and I'm thinking he could so do with an hour like that to really chat about stuff mm-hmm. and and really yeah it just really blew my mind got mm-hmm. me thinking yeah. so it's incredibly powerful and that that kind of obje- objective space so if we're kind of actively listening to our partners or our friends or think people like that we're kind of attached to their outcomes you know and we want we want we want to kind of help them or guide them mm-hmm. but if you're not attached then it's just powerful Oh, really powerful. So you've been in the industry for 20 years. Tell us a bit about your background and your passions. Um, I used to be, very many moons ago, I was a makeup artist. Then I went to Australia, did some kind of backpacking at 19 and Australia. Ended up working as a makeup artist for um, their kind of drag scene there. And had, it was funny, I was telling the story to somebody recently and how all of my kind of shifts and changes in life have been inspired by a conversation. Um, and what I now know, the power of kind of these catalytic conversations. And I was on a train in India, this is really random, and I'd kind of forgotten the story, but uh, an old man asked me, why is an old man on a train in India? It's such a cliche, asked me <laughs> what I did. And I was trying to explain that I'd kind of, you know, help people um, with makeup and stuff. And he said, I can't remember what he said, something really insightful, like I feel there's more in you, or, you know, you could be helping people more, because I was saying I liked, you know, seeing them change through that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just one of those conversations that I then left and uh, decided a couple hours later that I was going to go back to university <laughs> and train as a nurse. So that was like 20 years ago, I then went home to Dublin, came back to Edinburgh, started university, trained as a nurse, worked as a nurse for a few years. Um, now looking back on it I know I left that because I wasn't enabling change enough it was more a very kind of uh, treatment focused and not you know enabling people you know you look after them maybe back in the hospital a few weeks later kind of thing 
Um, very short, I went and did a master's then in social development to move out of nursing and social development and health and really I spent the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years working to address inequality and promote equity um, as NHS or voluntary sector, community development, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So working with people who um, experience worse health because of their circumstances, I suppose, and kind of influencing around that. Um, and then I had my own personal journey and various things happened in my own personal life and part of that was uh, I went to see a coach who was amazing and changed how I thought about stuff in like just one session and I came out of the session going wow that was amazing and powerful mm-hmm. and I loved that and I could do that and uh, yeah I went out and Google's coaching Edinburgh and then us were having a pilot training course um, in Edinburgh, like just a couple of weeks later, found them, signed up, and the rest is history. Wow, and here you are now. Here I am now. And you, on your podcast, amazing. <laughs> it takes a certain person though, because you're listening a lot, and you're very good with intuition and stuff, but you really come back to this limiting beliefs. And that's a big thing for you. So let's talk about that a bit more. Well, I guess my learning, my some people asked me what my biggest learning was from 2017. And it was absolutely that I'm not the person that I thought I was for a long time. And actually the person that I thought I was for a long time was very much limited by these limiting beliefs. So these ideas that we hold to be true, we assume to be true, mm-hmm. without necessarily taking a step back and challenging them or questioning them. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, in fact, I was thinking in the car on the way over the things that I've told myself in the past. So, like, oh, I'm not a runner, yet yeah. I've run a marathon, yeah. or um, <laughs> I'm not academic, yeah, I'm about to start a second master's, you know. So, these things, well, actually, you say you're not this thing, but let's unpick it and challenge it. And who are you really? Who are you really? It's always a good one. Um, so, yeah well yeah so yeah because you were saying about anxiety and, and yeah. how they're linked so, t- so before I went to see the coach and before I started my coaching journey I was off work when I was working for um, NHS health promotion stuff I took had to take four weeks off work because I had this horrible acute anxiety it was horrible I had like a panic attack at the school gates oh did anyone know you were having it my lovely friend Kathy who was a psycholo- psychologist saw me and kind of dragged me up a lane and uh, and yeah rescued me basically oh and she was amazing and did some kind of tapping where you slap yourself to take the focus off your panic wow. uh, and How I don't know she what she saw I don't know I've never asked her actually I think I was crying mm-hmm. and I think yeah I must ask her how she knew but yeah. she's a great a great woman and uh, yeah so she basically pulled me out of there <laughs> and saved me and uh, sorry where was I going with this so yes this anxiety it was only um, I don't know it was really weird it was horrible but I kind of even knew in, the, in that time and in that moment that it was serving me somehow. And uh, I saw somebody recently say like a panic attack or anxiety is a wake up call to the body saying something's not right and to kind of fix it or shift it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of sat in it for a few days and was like trying to kind of explore it and unpick it and what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And then part of that was going to see the coach. And um, I realised, well, I kind of realised before I saw it that I didn't feel safe and it was this horrible feeling of not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And as humans, you know, it's one of our basic needs to feel safe. It's mm-hmm. like our kind of hierarchy of needs, and we never reach self actualization if we don't feel safe. Um, and part of that not feeling safe thing was because I had separated from my husband a couple of years earlier and I was on my own financially. Us, the separation was all fine, you know, it's what we wanted and everything, and that, that had all gone well, and we'd done it to the 
best that we could. But this feeling of being on my own financially really scared me and made me feel unsafe because um, I thought I was shit with money. And this mm. story that I tell myself, I'm shit with money, I'm shit with money, I'm stuck in this situation. Uh, and it wasn't until I went to see a coach who said, well, tell me, why are you shit with money? And through mm. our conversation, it was like, actually, this realisation that I'm not shit with money. Yeah. I'm actually really good with money. And for two years, I had managed on like half salary and, you know, my kids hadn't wanted for anything. And so, yeah, this belief, it wasn't even a true belief, but it was so limiting that it made me acutely anxious mm -hmm. and off work. And then this realisation that actually it wasn't even my belief, this was somebody else's belief that they had imposed on me. Oh, that's so that scary. I was with money. The power of words. Honestly. Oh, and people just have to pipe down. Oh, I talk about this a lot. Um, yeah, it's, that's powerful. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, in that room, I mean, I can still picture it and see it and smell it almost. It felt like a shutter in my mind opened. Yeah. And then it was like, well, if I'm not that, what else am I not? Yeah. And actually, what am I? Yeah. And it was amazing. And that's when I went out to my car afterwards and was like, I feel amazing. I had gone in there acutely anxious and came out feeling like... It's funny. I didn't do anything. I remember someone <laughs> said to me, oh, you're shallow for taking a selfie or something. And I just thought, oh, I'm shallow. Oh, I'm a really shallow person. What's happening to me? And actually, no, I'm not. I'm a bit low. You'll know I'm deep. Oh, We've had deep some girl. very, very deep chats. I love a deep conversation. Uh -huh. And I love people. And you actually said to me when we were talking about my values and stuff, you were like, you think about people a lot. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, this is, this is me. Just because I like to take a selfie mm -hmm. doesn't make, you know, you, you make, so sometimes when we, listen to the critics too much it's really detrimental mm -hmm. for our mental health mm -hmm. and our confidence so it's absolutely it's scary and mm -hmm. and as well when you're putting yourself out there i mean for me i i could get bad reviews thankfully i've had brilliant reviews so far keep them coming guys keep rating <laughs> us um but yeah it, it's just not listening because you we all think differently mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that people mm -hmm. are right you you know yourself and well you know, it's, it's a journey, isn't mm -hmm. it? Absolutely. And we make assumptions, you know, we make assumptions about people and ourselves. And it's only when and this idea of listening or taking the time now to think about them and unpick them, unpick is a word I use a lot, but mm -hmm. taking the time to really think about them and unpick them. Well, why, why is that assumption there? And how can I shift or change it or challenge it? Yeah. And great things can happen. Yeah, because you, uh, you probably work with some amazing people and you really want to see people change and mm -hmm. go on and do things. And I think that's powerful because mm -hmm. what makes someone... And when I say success, success means different things to mm -hmm. different people. But what makes someone, you know, goal digging, really, that's goal, um, really achieve their, their dreams? What do you think? Well, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. What does pe what uh, yeah? What enables people to achieve their dreams? I think that by knowing ourselves is a, a a really good place to start. And I know we kind of talked about this in the book, mm -hmm. but you know, knowing knowing yourself and knowing what you're capable of, and also being aware of the these ideas of kind of limits and limiting beliefs in the society in which we live in, which will pummel pummel you with you know these limiting beliefs. So being yeah. aware of who we are, but also being aware of how we think and to be able to step back from that. And this, oh, so this is how I'm thinking. I'm just going to shift that mm -hmm. and think another way is incredibly powerful. And this idea of kind of being present, you know, often we're consumed. We're consumed by our thoughts and life just drives us and mm -hmm. we don't kind of drive it. 
Yeah. So actually being really aware of who we are, what we can do, being aware of why, what we're thinking and why we think it, mm-hmm. and then shifting and changing that to enable ourselves to evolve. Yeah, because we can all evolve. We can Absolutely. All... Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and we have for thousands of years. I think humans are amazing, incredible, resilient people, and it's just kind of holding on to that and remembering that. Yeah. It's, but what you're saying is a daily battle because people will try and sting you along the way and I, I sometimes think are people what makes someone an asshole we can all be an asshole it could be stress it could be mental health but why do you believe there's so many critics out there that when I say critics people that would say things nasty things you know that would pull us away from our visions and beliefs why do I think that yeah. well again my god that's a big question so <laughs> I'm really going complex <laughs> I guess but uh, yeah, what I I don't know really is probably the answer. They've got their own stuff going on. But what I would say is that that is their stuff. And yeah. that's what I say to clients. That's their stuff. And it's how you react to it. So yeah. you might never change how somebody is or how somebody is to you. Mm-hmm. But all you can change is how you react to it. Yeah. And that, again, is a really powerful thing. And I keep saying that word powerful, but I love, I love power. Power is, <laughs> power is a strong, mm. good word. Mm. And I guess for me, and we've spoken about this I'm a total people pleaser but there's a balance between being a pushover or being too consumed with what other people think Mm -hmm. as long as and and what you've reminded me is as long as I'm staying true to my values Mm -hmm. I know who I am we all make mistakes I'm not perfect you're not perfect everyone who's tuning in sorry you ain't perfect um well you're you're cool for tuning in though um (laughs) but but yeah we all have it and uh, it's just learning to know when to not be offended because mm-hmm. we we can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. We can't please everyone. And you were speaking earlier before we came on, on here about this mentality of people are shining too bright. They're getting way too big for your boots, you know, that kind of when you mm-hmm. when you push too much and you Yeah. Is that do you think that's a, a Scottish thing, a UK thing? Because in America, I remember when I lived there for some time, people were high-fiving me down the street. You know, I got this new pair of Nike shoes, and they were like, high-five, they're awesome, babe, you look amazing. And I'm like, oh, this energy is infectious. It's such a good thing. Do you believe there's this attitude? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we've talked about this. I know that we can I say that we've talked about that in a session. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I've said to you a couple of times, well, you know, if you said that in California or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't even be noted. It wouldn't be <laughs> unusual. So, yes, I think it's cultural. Um, I think that I don't know if I haven't lived in the whole of the UK, but I know in Scotland, well, I suppose just from studying it, I'm aware of that there is that culture of, oh, you know, who does she think she is shining too brightly, you know, wanting to bring, bring her down a peg or two kind okay. of thing. Um, Carol Craig, who is, I think she, is she an academic, but she's an author anyway, she, I remember reading a book about her, she wrote about it quite a while ago, um, yeah, about that culture of just kind of, yeah, bringing people down, don't let them shine too brightly. So we're culturally conditioned not to shine. We're conditioned to just kind of lie low, be humble, don't be confident, mm-hmm. you know, don't put yourself out there too much. Mm-hmm. But I think that's shifting, you know, and I think the world is changing and shifting and there's all this kind of personal development is kind of much more out there, being spoken about a bit more and mm-hmm. actually, you know, that it's okay to feel good and it's okay to feel like you can change stuff yeah. and it's okay to shine 
you know. Yeah. And there's people doing that that are going through hell right mm-hmm. now. Um, Make Seconds Count, the charity mm-hmm. event I was at last week, they're coming on the podcast. They're going through hell right now and they're, they're shining, mm-hmm. they're doing phenomenal yeah. Yeah. things. It, it just blows my mind, mm-hmm. you know, I meet people like that every day mm-hmm. who are really struggling and they're, mm-hmm. they're doing phenomenal things mm-hmm. and, and there's power in that. Yeah. So people it's, are amazing. People are, we're, we're all amazing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We are all amazing. Mm-hmm. But there is that thing as well, just to know that it's okay also not to shine. You know, yeah. if you're feeling shit, can I swear? So oh, yeah. If you're fine. feeling shit, then that is okay just to sit to sit in that and feel like that, you know, yeah. and not to feel like you have to shine 24 hours a day. I think that would be impossible, mm-hmm. though. You can't be a mm-hmm. beaming, you know, with the book. And I've just seen the front cover. I need to show you, actually, but it's a Mojo injection. Oh, and... But I make it, and I made it very clear at the launch the other night that we can't be in a mojo all the time, mm-hmm. okay? But we all have this bit of magic in us. But we, we're going to have crap days. Mm-hmm. We're going to have just moments where we feel horrendous. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying, you know, if someone says, pull yourself together or something, it's not saying that. But it's, it's you know, we're all capable of doing things even when life's tough. But we're still going to cry and mm-hmm. feel rage and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And mm-hmm. it's letting them in. Mm, it's, it's, it's letting those thoughts in. And, and, and then it's just sort of what we do with them long term. But I think that's powerful stuff. And all emotions are valid. You know, they're telling us something. There's a really, I can't remember the woman's name, but I can send you a link to it. But there's a really powerful TED talk on that. Oh, that would be all great. emotions are valid. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All emotions, people. So, yep. We have happy days. We have bad days mm. but they're all valid and it's not competition either mm. stress is not a competition I would often say you know and I, I, I don't get trolled a lot actually um, but but you know you would have some people say oh it's easy for you to say that you you know and, and people have no idea what goes on behind closed mm. doors and there's been a lot of honesty I've been blown away by some of the messages already from this podcast about people that perhaps look like their life is perfect and they're saying wow actually honesty is an amazing thing mm-hmm. it's a powerful thing to say oh I struggle today mm-hmm. and the more we share that don't put on a performance mm-hmm. and build each other up yeah. it kind of gives us a boost mm-hmm. to actually get through those times yeah. I think absolutely absolutely and I think as women you know we're quite good at doing that and then there's a whole kind of thing around gender that you know maybe men find that more difficult and yeah. Um, you know, it's a bit of a crisis with men's mental health at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I work with a lot of men around that, and sometimes they're talking about stuff that they've never talked about, you know, for their whole lives. Absolutely. Uh, you know, talking about emotions that they're feeling or the conversations that they have, and they're, you know, really powerful. Because actually, letting that out is like, they often say, I feel lighter. Yeah, I love that term. Mm. I uh, always feel lighter after a podcast episode, actually. It's just <laughs> these conversations. Yeah. Um, it's what you do a lot of phenomenal work. I hope I go home lighter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, physically. <laughs> I, uh, you do so much work. You've got a page on Facebook all about raising boys, mm. and you do a lot of work with men mm. and mental health, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on, on raising boys and men and gender issues? <laughs> oh, oh, good. That could be a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, really. Well, we've got a workshop on Saturday, which is sold out, so I'm absolutely delighted. And I just met with my colleague, Nick Thorpe, who I'm delivering it with. We're very excited. So that's on in the Melton Pot and Rose Street, mm-hmm. and it's celebrating boys. And really, the, the whole ethos of it and the idea behind it is that we need to celebrate our boys more. Um, 
you know, it kind of starts with a story. I tell a story that is a kind of, I suppose, a feminist raising boys and somebody who believes so much in equality that I was so busy raising them to kind of celebrate women and to enable women and to understand how, you know, women are subordinated against and all of those things that I forgot to celebrate them being boys. Mm-hmm. And when I realised that, I was like quite a big thing for me. It's like, God. And then I, when I realised that I was doing it, I kind of became aware that actually all around us is doing it, and schools are doing it, society, countries, you know. Uh-huh. I say all the time, oh, I love being a woman, women are amazing, da, 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 da. but when do we really say that about boys? And where can boys say that about themselves? It's funny because I put a post out at the start of the year saying, I am. I have a lot of amazing women in my life, but I was saying at Mommy Jojo, it's we're celebrating people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care about your gender. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you earn. I don't care what you're doing. But mm-hmm. thank you, and I'm celebrating mm-hmm. this. And then part of me was like, oh, am I going to get, you know, in trouble for mm-hmm. saying that? Because should I not be supporting the sisterhood? Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. There's amazing gals out there there's amazing guys mm-hmm. so if I meet someone in the industry that blows me away and they happen to be male I'm going to shout about them mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean that I'm not supporting the cause for women mm-hmm. and power and mm-hmm. girls and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff because yeah I'm, I'm there for that absolutely but, but that that's so I agree with you mm-hmm. absolutely and it's a tricky one it's a thorny mm-hmm. one you know and sometimes there can be a backlash we had I had a wee bit of trolling around the workshop and yeah it absolutely it's a it's a delicate subject I guess and in the kind of post me too world it is but you know we'll never have equality without kind of you know addressing what's going on rating boys as much as we do girls yeah. And there's this thing, and I don't even want to go into this because I'm probably <laughs> emotional, but this idea, and we talk about this in the workshop, is like of, you know, boys kind of having shame about being boys, um, which just I just find so awful. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where the workshop came from. So I'm very excited about that. It's sold out. Well done. And, yeah. and part of that, sorry, when you asked me about the Facebook thing, is uh, yeah, I've, got, I've got a group on Facebook, Mums with Sons. Okay. So that's just a really nice space where we can talk about all of this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, what did he say about mums and their sons? You know, it's a powerful bond. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie, you know, she's feisty. She's independent. Mm-hmm. Charlie, he's feisty too, actually. But um, yeah, I would love to hear some tips about raising boys and mm-hmm. and and what you think about mm-hmm. that. But um, do you have any tips for people tu- tuning in now? Um, come to the workshop on Saturday, and you'll hear it all. <laughs> oh God, can I think of any uh, offhand? I mean, just that boys need love and nurtured and celebrated mm-hmm. as much if not more than girls you know mm. and why would they, you say if not more well there's science is now showing that uh, because boys are slower to boys brains are slower to develop in the womb in the first um, year or so of life that they're more vulnerable to not having that okay so that that can affect them so actually this idea of boys being resilient or tough or mm-hmm. you know it's just it's unfounded and it's not true and they need loved and nurtured as much as girls Mm. Um, and yeah and that never stops yeah. you know yeah. this kind of idea of man up is it's a destructive one yeah and yeah okay sometimes you might need to behave a certain way but not there are times when you don't you yeah to behave that way and to allow yourself to be emotional and to talk about your emotions do you think things are changing you know generationally but if you think about a man's man mm-hmm. and, and I know Hub's touched on this on episode one 
he's definitely not your stereotypical mm-hmm. guy. Mm, I like that, yeah. Um, do you think it's going more that way, or do you think it's... Yeah. I, I, I think in certain groups it is, and you know, and that's what I was kind of saying to Nick this morning, it's very easy for us to sit around and kind of talk about it and, you know, have the conversation or the vocabulary around it, but it's harder for some people, you know, and if they're not used to it or they're not around those conversations, and all they know is this idea of kind of, you know keep it all in, grow some balls, all that kind of thing, then it's mm. harder. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would say it is shifting, and I think that's amazing. And you, where all this kind of, it used to be only restricted to kind of academic literature, we see more in like, when I go into bookshops now, I see more written about it, and you see celebrities talking about it, and yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything powerful, or any powerful quotes you can think of, or inspiration for people with boys, or girls? <laughs> Um, powerful quotes. Did I say one earlier? Have I forgotten one? <laughs> I did say one outside actually. How did I? Mm, something about enhancing the world. I liked it. But no, it's fine. Um, I can send you some. Yeah, we can put some out there. So let's talk about, we're talking about creativity mm-hmm. to change the world. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a bit about that? creativity to change the world so that's when we were talking about who I'm working with and I always love this idea that I'm kind of creative but actually I don't know if I am so I've really enjoyed working with people who are mm-hmm. and I guess when I started coaching I was like yeah I'm going to work with all humans because I love humans and um, we're all brilliant um, and I'm not going to go down this niche that some people go down you know if I'm only working with certain people um, but when I kind of thought about it the other day, I was reflecting on it with somebody and the kind of people who I am working with are probably very much people who want to enhance the world somehow. Okay. And I love that. And when I realised that I was doing it, I was like, yeah, I want to do more of that. So mm-hmm. people who want to create beautiful stuff to enhance the world, people who want to change the world, like mm-hmm. you, you know, people who want to shift something mm-hmm. um, or enhance it, yeah. Yeah. And do you use, because obviously you've been in the industry for so long, but do you use tools? Is it your bespoke way of doing it? Or do you have like a, a toolkit? Do you think it's a one size fits all? Or do you think we're also different? But Yeah, no, I don't think it's one size fits all. I think it's a one size fits all in terms of ab- absolutely actively listening to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I use um, conversation. So transformational kind of conversation with people and sometimes it'll feel like you know just a chat but actually there's a lot more going on than mm. that and um, I use a smorgasbord I like to say of different tools and techniques that I can dip into depending mm-hmm. who I'm with and what mm-hmm. suits them so it's really mm-hmm. person-centered coaching yeah. and I talked a lot about that over health for like the last 20 years being person-centered but I don't know how much I've actually really practiced it until becoming a coach mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah. A different, different. Uh, through my training at Animas, and um, we know we did a kind of looked at different schools of psychology and different schools of coaching and stuff, and we were taught kind of a wide variety of stuff. So then we could use different bits and pieces depending on who we were working with. What have you used on me? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I would say, and you were saying this earlier, we've had deep insightful chats mm-hmm. it's been quite relaxed and loose so you're mm-hmm. saying maybe we should get a bit more structure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think I am I was going to say I think I am quite relaxed and loose but I probably shouldn't say that I think I am pretty you know I'm a relaxed coach so our sessions have been quite relaxed yeah but sometimes it's nice to have well that they I would say they were exploratory so you mm-hmm. kind of start off exploring stuff what's important to mm-hmm. you 
who do you want to be in the world? Where do you want to be in the world? Those kind of things. And then look, sometimes it's useful then to use a bit of kind of goal setting or intention setting, thinking mm-hmm. about what you want to do, where you want to be, and how you can get there. Because you can yeah. get there. We can all get there. Uh-huh. I know, it's, it's, it's powerful mm-hmm. though. It's powerful. Because the mind tells us, tells us all these mm-hmm. thoughts. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's hard and people change mm-hmm. as well absolutely we're changing all the time do you believe in enlightenment enlightenment um, in what way what way would you describe it quite a lot of people speak about it um, mm-hmm. just that you're in this state of you know exactly what you want from life and you because I, I, I feel I have been enlightened and mm-hmm. this is going to sound quite right. deep but um, and I don't know if that came across in their sessions mm-hmm. but obviously I'm growing a lot but mm-hmm. I feel like last year which is where the mojo thing came from when my best friend was over from Dubai and she said, you've really got your mojo. Mm. We've been friends for 20 years. She's like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know now. You've really got it. Mm. And I was like, yeah. And then I met someone shortly after and they said, I can tell you're doing the, what you're meant to be doing because I can see it in your eyes. Mm-hmm. People can see things in our eyes. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, does that mean I've been enlightened? I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of have. Okay. So like, how does it feel? just feel like someone's clicked but that doesn't mean that I feel like oh I've, I've got to exactly where I want to be mm-hmm. but I just sort of feel like when we had the session on values and and where I want to go mm-hmm. I felt like I've I've discovered what I'm meant to be doing yeah purpose yeah yeah that's amazing well people talk a lot about purpose and kind of finding your purpose I mean I don't know how I feel about purpose yeah I think you know some people might have a purpose but it's that what you said it's that thinking to your values yeah. so the things that you hold dear the things that are really important to you the things that you won't compromise on and I think I've spoken about this before in like a video snippety thing but if we're living a life that's not aligned to those values mm-hmm. it's a sense of like an edginess yeah we're not kind of in our zone so when you know what your values are and the things that you hold true and what's important to you and you live a life aligned to those values mm-hmm. then that's that idea of oh I've just found my thing I've found my mojo yeah. I've found my flow yeah yeah it's a really good feeling it's interesting yeah and but then you think if if things hadn't happened because things ha- we all have a story to mm-hmm. get us somewhere mm-hmm. so if i had a different story then i might be doing something else mm-hmm. but i guess there's so many things but it probably as you're saying because it's in line with the values mm-hmm. then that the mojo mm-hmm. kind of so i guess for people listening what advice would you give if someone feels like they've seriously lost their mojo you don't know what they're meant to be doing mm-hmm. right now what would you say to them see me <laughs> I think it's like like take take the time to to really think about stuff yeah. to unpick who you are and what you want you know if you've kind of find you've lost your way or you feel unsettled you don't know where you're going take the time out to think about it mm-hmm. really think about it think about it deeply you know yeah. and whether or not that's with somebody else or not yeah um but yeah sorry for enough what what else did you ask That's me? Powerful. I'm still thinking about what you said earlier. That was really powerful. We keep using that word powerful, but you said when I fa- um when I found like this idea that I'd been enlightened, um, and everything, all my kind of values synced and stuff. But it didn't mean I wanted to stop. Yeah. And that is really important as well. So you know they have this idea that oh you know you should be content. You shouldn't want to grow anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know we never stop growing. Mm-hmm. And just because you found your purpose or your mojo or whatever, it doesn't mean that you should just stay there. Yeah. There's always more, you know. Yeah. And it's okay to want more and to want to grow and yeah. to feel more and experience more. And then I think as well, and I've said this before, but you know, there's people out there that have got 
millions and billions of followers and whatever but some of them so against my values mm-hmm. the the things they're shouting out about mm-hmm. and I want to be a force to bring positive energy mm-hmm. and I think that makes me want to work harder because I'm very content and I don't really get caught up in numbers and and who's listening who, mm-hmm. it, it's obviously you want it to reach as many people mm-hmm. as possible but that's probably what drives me it's like I just want to make the noise even louder mm-hmm. if you know what I mean mm-hmm. in, in this world so that probably pushes me to want to do more Great. but I am content mm-hmm. it's, it's a, I'm content I'm really happy right mm-hmm. now but yeah it's just so it's I guess for people that have got goals it's it's knowing that it's good to be happy and mm-hmm. be mindful mm-hmm. that's the thing it's making sure I make have time to be mindful mm-hmm. and you'll have busy weeks mm-hmm. where you're oh I need to be mindful of this and I talk about gushy mindfulness you know having 10 minutes holding their hands even if it's been a really busy day, just knowing, right, at least I can have these mm. really quality mm. 10 minutes yeah. rather than beating yourself up because we can't, we can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And that idea of mindfulness and just to be present is like so, it's just so important. Mm. And that thing that we were saying earlier, it's like know who we are, know why we're thinking the things we think, but also to be mindful of what we're thinking. And this yeah. idea of not being consumed by our thoughts, but being able to step back from them yeah. and go, oh, there's that thought. Oh, I feel a bit anxious. Why is that happening? What do I need to do? Yeah. It's, it's uh, I would say that it's life-changing to be that present and conscious of just your thoughts. Uh, I've meditated every day for like the last year and a half and it has completely changed my life mm-hmm. because I'm just more present. How long do you meditate for? Not long. So I have that. I use a Headspace app, which I always bang on about because yeah. I love it. Um, although I'm looking for other ways now because I might be getting a little bit bored of it. <gasps> Sorry, Andy Puttercombe, who's the guy who talks in my ear. But um, <laughs> you ask me how long. So yeah, there. Uh, I try and do twenty minutes every day, but sometimes I do ten. Can you do five? Or you can do five. If you, it's. I'm not sorry. This isn't an ad, by the way. But you have to pay a subscription to Headspace. But they have like little five and three minute, um, meditations as well. But also, once you, once you start meditating, you can do it yourself. You don't. You might need the app. I just use it because, in fact, I don't really know why I use it. In fact, when Nick, my colleague, came over to my house this morning, we were going to do some prep for this workshop. We both realised we were really like edgy. And uh, I, I was laughing with him. I was like, I think this is the first time I've ever meditated with someone. But we just took five minutes out. We well, both sat together. and meditated without the guidance. We just breathed. And he had a little chimey thing that he set to chime in five minutes. So were you were just breathing, no music? Uh, oh, sorry. He did have a thing. He had a thing that was making sea noises and bird birds. Oh, that's nice. So you could, so I could just, or for people that don't want to pay the money, because mm, yes. um, is is basically the app just guiding you and saying breathe in and breathe out and chime in yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that I'm listening to you, I'm like, why am I paying for that? I can just do it myself. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> or I can just do it myself. And yes, it needs to be accessible. So, you know, you, of course you can do it without um, paying for it. But I guess I just did that because when I started, I was really anxious and I started with the anxiety one. Okay. And even him saying in my ear that the mere act of meditating might make you more anxious. Okay. <laughs> and it did then because I was so cute. But now, yeah, I can. So you can just sit. Mm-hmm. And what's really useful is if you just focus on your breath. And sometimes what I do is like, I breathe in whatever I want to be feeling that day positivity. Mm-hmm. <sighs> breathe out negativity. Powerful. I mean, everyone's talking about meditation yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So I'm thinking of starting. Well, it's amazing. And the evidence is there. It's been shown to, you know, uh, reduce. I don't know what it's been shown to do. I don't know, like, uh, 
neurological stuff, but you know, calm mm. our minds, in, uh, reduce anxiety, increase well-being, all of those things. So are you meant to just clear your head of thoughts? No, you're not. And that's the thing. And people try it and their head doesn't get clear of thoughts and then they go, oh, I'm shit at meditating, I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. So I still meditate and sometimes think, oh my God, what do I have to buy in the supermarket? But it's, no, it's becoming conscious of that and then going, right, I'm not, I'm putting that to the side and I'm going to refocus on the breathing. So you're just really trying to focus on the breathing? Yeah, and not, not like, not like stressfully focus on the breathing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, like if I could even just kind of go through what's in my mind when I meditate, like breathing, just think of the breathing and then thoughts will come in and you're like, oh, there's that thought, I'm going to go back to the breathing. Yeah. See, I, bought, I, did, I, I need to book it, Body Balance at uh, David Lloyd. They do an amazing class, and then at the end you meditate. Mm. And those were my favourite five minutes. They turn the lights out and they mm-hmm. put the music, and again, I guess the guys are trained to sort of host the whole meditation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm actually going to book in and, and do that. It have inspired me. Why don't we do it now? Do you want me to talk you through something? Okay. Okay, so close your eyes. Um, can you, well, we're kind of on high stools. So I was going to say, can you put your feet on the ground? Um, do sort of put them a wee bit. And that's this idea of just kind of grounding yourself. Mm-hmm. And then just take the time. And when you're ready, when you're, when you're getting your kind of in-breath, just breathe in really deeply and fill your lungs. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. And just exhale for a little bit longer than you might normally. you were joining us people I knew I should have said mm-hmm. there's some good deep breaths on you that was good well I'm feeling definitely zen like after that um, but we do finish with the karaoke song but that's oh all God. good what What was your pick actually I was talking heads and she was great mm. let's get that puppy mm. up here <laughs> you were brilliant so guys tune in to where can people find you fourth coaching fourth coaching um, www.fourthcoaching.com or through my Facebook I'm not sure how to get there but it's Emma D if you look for Emma D or maybe at fourth coaching sorry I should know that and I'm Emma fourth coaching on Instagram lovely thank you so so much that's been amazing thanks for having me oh thank you come back soon thanks guys for tuning in hope you've got some mojo we're going to sing now um and and yeah any comments any questions give us a shout don't forget to rate us and loads of love bye bye she was in the highway breathing she could see a nearby factory Sure, she is not dreaming. See the lights of her name. She started to rise. Take a minute to concentrate.
was right there with it and she was Woo! The world was moving, she was floating above it and she was Woo! I like this song <laughs> She was Keep singing away was drifting through the backyard and she was tucking off her dress and she was moving very slowly this is sexy rising <laughs> up above the earth